You are listening to the Signal to Noise podcast on the Pro Sound Web Podcast Network. Signal to Noise is supported by Audix. Check out their new line of Pro Studio headphones, as well as the A131 and A133 large diaphragm studio condenser microphones at audixusa.com. Alan and Heath asked us to read this. If a tree falls in the forest and no one is there to hear it, does it make a sound? No, because the tree was using one of those mics with an on and off switch on it. And those are always off just when you need to hear them the most. Hey everybody, what's up? You are listening to the Signal to Noise podcast. Uh, I am Sam, currently coming to you from somewhere in Europe. I don't remember where I am today. Uh, and I am joined by Michael the Handsome, as yeah, he is affectionately yeah. labeled <laughs> on our she video chat. She, hey, that was, like, that was like Anchorman. You put it on the thing and she'll read it. That was great. I'm I know. Gonna, I'm going to exploit that. Woo! Oh Lord, and, that, and that Chris, may stop. And, and and Chris, who doesn't put doesn't have and, an eye in his name. And we are joined today by Chris Leonard, <laughs> actually missing the eye still once again. Yes. Welcome everybody. What's up? V- vowels are not necessary. They're two hundred dollars. Do you need to buy a vowel? There you go. Yeah. I can't afford a vowel right now, so no, I'm not. I'm not <laughs> buying a vowel. Hard times. Yeah. Hard times. Um. It doesn't. Uh, we we can't not mention the cool like orb vibe thing going on behind Sam right now. Two episodes in a row. It's still well, there. Yeah. It's a. It's Same a, hotel. Funny is, how it, that is it glass? Is I it a d- glass jellyfish? I think it's like. So I think it's like a picture with like lighting behind it, and I think it's like a picture of like with glass in front of it. They like, kind of like the Chinese. Is, kind of, I would like the, buy like, one of these right now, but I don't even know what to Google to get to find I, that thing. <laughs> I'm gonna Google search by image and send you the results. Okay, please, because I will. Sp- you I'm could ready probably to spend just money. ask the ask the front desk. I don't. Maybe I something. do not care that deeply about this. I, I, Michael does. I, Michael does. Would you like me like, to ask the front desk? Michael? I, I would will. like to know where I can purchase that. I will. I, like it. I will attempt to find out. All right. Well, Sam, Nate, make sure Nate you take a visit me. Take Next a picture week of this. on Noise, <laughs> yeah. what it actually is. Yes, Wait and, and then Michael buys a big glass uh, jellyfish thing. So, well, t- t- uh, t- Nate, t- Nate, <laughs> Sorry, go ahead. Nate was visiting me, and we went to the GameStop out of boredom, and uh, there was a light up Halo thing. And I said to him in front of the GameStop guy, I'm like, do you think this is a good investment? And the dude just started laughing his ass off. I didn't realize what I was saying, like how silly it sounded. And he, Nate goes, I don't know if it's like a good investment, but he's like, I think you'll like enjoy it. I was like, all right, sick, I'll get it. So I have a light up like Master Chief thing on my desk now. It's pretty sick. Uh, but it's not as cool as that jellyfish. So um, yeah, so I'm going to I'm gonna get into that. Thank you. Thanks for tuning in, y'all. This has been a really uh, it's been really a wild ride. Yeah, this show is, we're really on the cutting edge here of uh, audio innovation. Ladies and gentlemen, um, we are off the rails and we haven't woo! even started. I mean, yeah. we're 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 the the stigma that is what podcasts are. If you just talk whatever the heck you want to talk about, and some people happen to sit and listen, we are definitely doing that right now. So why, anyway. why do I want to start laughing every time you say stigma? I don't know why it was so funny. <laughs> All right. I'm tired. I'm so tired. I'm sorry. It's 4 a.m. here. I'm the one who's punch drunk. All not right. the two of you. Right. The, the, Chris, the, what are we the, talking about today? The funny thing. Well, the irony of being saying a funny thing. Um, I, so tonight actually should be on a more serious level, although I'm sure we'll find ways to laugh. Um, Stigma. Uh, <laughs> um, are you drunk on that? No, it's just it's funny. <laughs> Uh, it, it, it's not schmegma, you know that that would be funny to laugh about. But anyway, um, uh, now I'm moving high. on. Now I'm, I'm gonna become heated. All right. So uh, the end of episode 158, which in theory was the episode previous to this, um, if you hadn't made it to the end, uh, we did. You know, Kyle and I did some Q and A with both our Facebook community and our Discord community, just random questions and. And kind of spit fire through them, and 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 at the end, it kind of led itself to talking about uh, work life balance, um, and 
if you couldn't tell, uh, if you listened to it and from my tone, um, it, it actually it, it kind of hit home for me um, that week, last week in particular of the time we're recording. Um, I was definitely wrestling with a twofold thing of burnout um, and wrestling with my problems of work-life balance. I, as I stated then, I'll just kind of paraphrase now again, I have wrestled with work-life balance my entire adult life, um, and and a lot of it is because I think, uh, and we'll get into this, is like, I think kind of what our industry kind of lends itself to, right? We're a very passion-driven industry, um, but I, I have a, I have a hard, I, I, for those who don't know, I utterly love audio right like everything about it um i've been gigging since i was a kid um there's nothing else that i've wanted to do more than just audio whether it's rock and roll whether it's church whether it's the podcast whatever right and so when i am home it is very difficult for me uh to be present um Mm. and um it's been very problematic with um me and and my wife uh through through the years um you know i i had expressed that you know sure i, I was touring for a while um and i kind of got the ultimatum from my wife after we had to be a kid and a couple of years of that and i was like hey it's kind of us or the road and i don't i don't fault her for that at all and so I, this is not none of this is a negative connotation towards her, towards her so please don't take it that way um but it was like an ultimatum it was like us or the road and and, and i chose them now I definitely chose to come off the road and do corporate. That doesn't necessarily mean that I fully checked out of being um, the best person I could be in being home all the time. I mean, corporate still, at least if you're doing national corporate level work, I mean, I was still gone weeks at a time or, or a week a week away at a time, things like that. Or um, I'm just so ingrained into my work that like when I'm home, like we're just driving, going somewhere, like my mind is racing, whether it's thinking about uh, a design of a show or now being an ops manager, thinking about, oh, I'm, I'm short staffed. I got to figure out these logistics. I got to figure out this. Like my mind, um, for those who don't know, doesn't shut off. And ninety nine percent of the time, that is work related, podcast related. You know how we got loud, history documenting related, whatever. Like it just run, you know, goes, 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 goes. And it's not fair to my family that my attention is not given enough to them, um, and. You know, I I want I I know for a fact that I'm not the only one who deals with this, and it's something we just we just need to talk about. Um, and I mm. and you know uh, you know Sam checked in on me and others checked in on me and and, and yes I'm I'm in, a, I'm in an okay spot. Um, you know I t- I even texted these guys. Um, hey I'm I'm burnt out. Um, and I think. <sighs> I think there's two different types of burnouts and this is I'm prefacing a bunch of things and then we can kind of unpack some of this stuff. Um, But uh, I think there's uh, I'm I'm in a good spot now. I think there's like some burnout where you need like a week plus more at a time to kind of just check out. I think there's other times where you just need to, for me, it was, I hit a culmination of burnout and not being present at home. Like, you know, I was gone with Nam and then I was home with a craziness of work and all this stuff. And, and, I kind of needed that that gut check moment of like, hey, you know, um, just recognize where your headspace is at and, and check yourself. And I was able to kind of check myself through the weekend and and um, and kind of rest on Sunday and, and kind of pull my head out of my ass and things like that. Um, the um, I, I do want to I, I want to mention that um, uh, a buddy of mine, Tyler, who um he has a very good way with words he when he learns listened to my clip one of my one of my statements i said is i often love my job more than i love my family he had a very good rebuttal to that he said you don't love your job more than you love your family though he said that's that's not the way to phrase it he said there there are they're not at, at they're they are not at odds with one another in terms of love. They are both part of your identity, but are specifically different. It's like saying you love water more than food. He's like, well, no, they are different. They are with different purposes, and they have different needs, and they support you if you go 
if you go without either for either a long period of time, you will die. So water is closer to family and work is closer to food because you can go longer without food, but nutrition is absolutely necessary. Um, water is still needed for work. So it just, I appreciated that context, you know, that, you know, um, Anyway, so that's the framework of kind of where my headspace was in 158, that episode there, that was last week, um, and I had made some posts on Facebook and Discord, and you all have kind of commented and put some thoughts in there, and I and appreciate that feedback. But we, we just wanted to, and we were going to have um, um, Paul Clemson from Rota Clinic on tonight, and Kyle, and just some scheduling conflicts, we weren't able to do that, but, you know, Sam and Michael here are going to help kind of dig into this, maybe from their experience, and we just, I just, I want to continue to have dialogue about this because there's not going to be um any good quick answers everyone's scenarios are going to be a little bit different the biggest thing i would encourage from this is just that you know hey almost all of us probably go through this at a period of time at, at one time or another and 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 um it's okay you know reach out to people talk to people talk through these things gut check yourself and 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 for me talking on a microphone or and or talking to people are is my therapy and so if nothing else y'all are just sitting on sitting in the background while i'm on a couch next year to, to michael and sam and and kind of processing this for for myself so that's that's where my headspace at that's kind of where we're coming from and where we'd like to kind of lead into tonight um and and have a conversation so okay i think a lot that, there but <laughs> no i mean it's cool like this is something that i think i I'm never going to be good at, like, I'm always trying to get better at it. Um, you know, and it's, it's become harder now that things are picking back. I mean, it's easier in COVID to be like, I don't think I'm working too much, but I mean, I got a call from a, a friend today and he said, I will pay you, you know, X amount of dollars to stop doing everything you're doing and come work for me full time. And, I said, I like what I do. I spend time at my desk typing and writing and answering emails and making PowerPoints and training people and developing software and doing research. And then I get on a plane and I go mix a show or tune a PA and I, I design somebody's like I, I have my hands in so many different things that for me, it that is something I really like. I like that I'm. I've sort of created a grab bag or like, it's like a trail mix, right? Uh, with no raisins because uh, I don't get bored with the task or it doesn't become repetitive. But, but the downside of filling your own calendar is like I said, he said, well, okay, you know, can we hire you for these shows? Like what's your availability? And I said, I have two open weekends between now and October two, And that really gets away from you because you don't notice when you're a freelancer, that was one of the things that came up on the Discord today. You know, from the this conversation, from the perspective of a freelancer, Chris, which is a little bit different than than your perspective. Sure, absolutely. Um, you don't notice until you go through your calendar and go, "Wow, I've booked." You know, now I'm absolutely fortunate that people are calling me and asking me to come do work. That's great, and I'm never going to uh, cast a negative light on that because I'm happy and I'm fortunate that people want to pay me to do a job. That's fantastic, but sometimes you just need to have a weekend where you go, I'm going to sit on the couch and play Xbox and not do anything. I'm going to go see my parents. Um, you know, the thing is I'm flying. So I, I don't keep a lot of food in the house. So you fly and you come home and you're like, there's no food. <laughs> so, so just stuff like grocery shopping, mowing the lawn, um, those things that you'd have to do that, that are part of your routine. I mean, all of that becomes something that you have to consciously schedule and consciously tell yourself you need to do and plan ahead. And uh, I need to do laundry because I need to pack for three days for this thing. And, and I think um, that is a skill that has to be developed. Yeah. And I, I think this is something where I know I have called both of you and said, Hey, like, I don't know how to deal with this because I, you know, I just came out of working for companies, right? I'm now freelance. I'm now working directly for an artist. Um, and I've been very fortunate that I've like, basically through the rest of this year, I have like a little three month break, you know, two, two month ish break. And like, that's it for like the rest of this year already. And so like, like I said, like, I'm, I'm not going to plan. I do what I love. I love working with like specific front of house engineers for, I'm really liking that change. But, you know, I did 12 hours in a shop every day for three months and I got called in to work weekends and like, I was dumping trucks at 
9 a.m. on a Sunday morning and I looked around and was like, what am I doing to myself? Like I hit a point where I was like, and there were some other contributing factors, but I was like, this is not a good place for me right now because that's not what I need. And so you both have talked to me a lot about mentality and priorities, right? And just saying, you know, there's been a lot of change. There's been a lot of change for everybody in our industry, you know, post COVID having gone through COVID collectively, no matter how you ended up in the industry, out of the industry, to maybe changing your position, doing different things, right? There's so much happening right now that for me, even just talking about it and trying to figure out, okay, like I have these dates I want to fill this, you know, how much, and I'm someone who gets bored easily. So I, I'm someone where I make it like three days a week at home and I'm like, I got to go do something. Like I start pacing my house. Like, yep. and well, so, you know what though? Part of this and Sam and you and I've talked about this a bunch is something that and I remember talking to uh cat about this over and over again as well. There's a difference between important and urgent, right? So not everything is an emergency, even though it's important. And some things can wait till Monday morning. The problem is the other side of that statement, which is when you're go, 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 go. The stuff that's important but not urgent tends to become less important. Like, hey, I should go to the fucking dentist more than once every three years. And 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 just stuff like that where you where there's no immediate timeline, but it still needs to happen. And that stuff tends to get pushed for months. Um, and that's not a great thing place to be either so one of the things that i think is helpful for me is literally scheduling time off and it goes on my calendar as a gig would and you know these these four days i'm not gonna go take a gig and if somebody calls i'm gonna say i'm booked or i'm not available and you know, that doesn't mean I'm going to just lock down and be dead to the world and not answer my phone and not answer emails, but it just means that I'm going to just relax and be in my house and eat meals. You know, like that, that like, hey, make sure you eat is a thing um, that we all say to each other, like, make sure you eat, make sure you drink water. Like, you really have to be more. Um, Taylor talked about this uh, when she was on the show. The normal interactions that you have with other humans you have to be more proactive about those when you're mm. in a busy production environment, in a busy touring environment, like have I, cause it's really easy to look down at your phone and go, Oh my gosh, it's been, it's been eight hours and I haven't texted back my significant other that asked me that question this morning. And I kind of looked at it and went like, yep. And I just missed the notification and I just didn't answer them. But this person is sitting at home and they haven't heard from me all day. And so it's a lot harder to be on the other end of that. Um, and, and, those are the things that are, I, it's like a muscle. We have to develop it and strengthen it and, and work on it. And, you know, I think, Chris, something that I would say to you, something from my own experience that I've screwed up enough times and I've decided that I don't want to screw, continue to screw it up in my life is it's really tried to say, don't take that stuff for granted. But if you're saying, you know, my family's a priority for me, even though I'm in a busy work environment, make it a priority. I have a different text notification sound for a couple loved ones. So I can tell if I need to stop and give that attention or if it can wait because not all texts are created equal. And if it's a loved one, then I want to prioritize that more. Um, and so just doing little things for myself where there's little stop and check in points. And have I, have I talked to these four people today who are important to me in my life? You know, have I, have I just checked in with them because it's really easy to, go four or five or seven days and not stick your head up and get air. And, you know, we tell our loved ones, Hey, I love you. You're important to me, but we don't always do the best job at showing. It's very easy not to do it when you're in that production environment, especially something like a tour where you're so isolated, you know, you're not going into an office and seeing and seeing colleagues and you're not sitting at a desk. You don't really have a, a home base. So that was something that I, I learned very quickly that I need to be very proactive about. I'm going to make sure that I take time and stop what I'm doing and go make this phone call and check in with my loved one or whatever. Um, and, and that's, that's a skill that you have to decide you want to do. And for me, like my, my version of that is um, every day before line check, right after the PA is tuned, Dana does virtual sound check. 
So like I have that time every day where he sits there in his near fields and they do line check and I'm there if something goes wrong and I'm still attentive, but I'm, I send out a text to somebody or a couple people and just say, like, just check in and just like, that's, I've started picking a point in my day in which that happens. And that way, just like, yeah. just like I set up a console, just like I plug it around, just like I go through troubleshooting, just like I tune a PA. It's, it's a part of my day that happens and I know it happens every day, especially on show days. I notice that I'm better on off days, but on show days, I am terrible. That's, ex- that's exactly what I'm talking about is, yeah. is if, if you're saying that's important, then, then act like it. And, you know, is, is your spouse as important as a line check? You know, then, then, you know, you can find it's really it's really easy for us all to go, oh, man, I haven't had a break in eight hours. But it's like you didn't have 15 seconds to send a text to somebody and tell them that you love them or you're thinking of them or ask how their day was like those yeah. things are huge deals for the pe- person on the other end. You know, did, did, did you stop to pee? You can text while you pee. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there you go. Let's put on a T-shirt. Text while you pee. Sam well, look, I, I'm, I'm uh, guilty of like and, you know, my wife has called me out. It's like. Hey, you didn't have a chance to text, but you you just posted something on Facebook, right? Mm-hmm. Or what? Or Instagram, or whatever. You know what I mean? Like, and uh, that hurts because you know they're right too. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, yeah. But yeah. I mean, well, I, that's the thing, Chris. That I don't I don't know if you intended to to kind of go there, but the fact that you have a relationship where she can say that to you, I, I think good communication yeah, is really I, important. I mean, you know what I mean? Yeah, and and through all of this, I mentioned it the last time. I said again, I am doing my best to be as a hundred percent transparent in all of this. Look, has my relationship uh, been, um, you know, um, the best it could be through the years? No, is a lot of that on me? A hundred percent, yes. Uh, I have communication issues. Uh, I have communication issues with my uh, other family, like just even my mom <laughs> and my dad, right? Like, um, you know, I have to explain to my mom and dad, like, hey, um, I, I'm. I'm not mad at you or whatever. Like uh, I have a hard enough time talking to my wife who I live with on a daily basis, um, uh, let alone reaching out to my mom, my dad, my brothers and sisters and whatever. Right. And so that, and like, so th- this is all like coupled with, this is just maybe just some personal issues and not so much necessarily work life balance. Right. But it all compounds um, the, 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 um, and we've had conversations um, about it, you know, ebb and flow. And um, yeah, sometimes truth hurts. In fact, actually most times truth hurts um, on it. Um, It's funny, you know, my, my wife actually just ordered on Amazon. It'll be here probably tomorrow. um, A phone jail. Right. So that like, you know, look, I, I, I I have a 14 year old daughter who has a phone. Um, uh, don't judge us. My four-year-old daughter has a phone. It was my wife's old phone, but so she could watch Disney Plus and play games. But she's getting she, it. She like, she like, how many minutes does she, she like call people? Um, she doesn't call anybody. She she tries to Facetime me while I'm at work now. Uh, she, <laughs> she, um, it was kind of fun though, like because like on the plane flight out to as a tangent, but in the plane flight out to Dam, like uh, you know, I was like working, but I had you know internet, so I'm like texting her pictures from the plane and stuff like that, and sending pictures of the Grand Canyon. So it's kind of cool to be like texting my four year old and like having these conversations. But <laughs> beside the point, um, but like it, it's the thing, like you know, look, she we, might we, spell better than you, dude. Who's well, she can't actually type. She's just writing a bunch <laughs> of like emojis and characters. But like we sent pictures of each other, you know, to each other, which is fun. Um, um, but you know that we live in look, we live in a digital age where like we're glued to our phones, and there is not one person out there who can't tell me they're not addicted to their device or not well, being present. I, and- I think it's more about a, a channel of communication being open, right? Now, I I try hard to hear somebody's voice when I can, so I like to just call somebody up. This is you know the Kyle Turnside thing. If you send us an email and your phone number's in the signature, we might just call you. I. I value, I found about myself that I value hearing a a voice. Um, But I have a friend who is such a close friend that I consider them, I consider them a family member. Oh, thank you. Um, You're welcome. Um, But, but they would just drop off grid for five, six days. I wouldn't hear from them and hear from them. And then there'd be a big problem and they would call me up and be crying about something terrible that happened. And I was like, why haven't I heard about this? You know, why is this? So what I did to, to, to sort of take some uh, initiative in that situation is like, how do I be a helpful friend here? I just go, Hey, anything you want to talk about today? And that's just a part of my day is to just send a text. that says, how are you doing? Anything you want to talk about today? And, and leave that door open. It's just like office hours. And, and oftentimes it's like, no, I'm great. But what that means is things don't build and build and build to the point that 
somebody's crying because there was not an opportunity to discuss it or to vent or to, uh, and, and I just think, and this is where it becomes a challenge, but for everybody who's important to us to find out what that Avenue is. And for this person, it's, Hey, anything you want to talk about today? And for another person, it's, um, Hey, I know we're on different sleep schedules, but you're important to me. And that's it. And we don't tell people, we don't tell people who are, who are important to us that, that they're important to us. We're really shitty about that. And I've decided to be better about that. So I, I just be like, Hey man, I appreciate you. You know? Um, so that's part of it is I think it's too easy to become comfortable and just go like, Oh, I love so-and-so we're really good friends. And you're like, well, I haven't actually talked to that dude in like seven yeah. years. Like just, if someone's important to you, tell them, tell them they're important to you and see how they're doing. And, and I, I'll just go like, Hey, I, I, I'm notorious for this, actually. I'm, I'm, I, every Thanksgiving, I go through my phone, and I go through all my contacts, and I go, Happy Thanksgiving, appreciate you. And I'll send out 700 texts. And all day, it feels like a wonderful blessing for me when throughout the day now, all these people come back and they're like, Hey, appreciate you too, man. Hope you're well. And, and so I hear from all of these people who I love over the next 12 hours as they check their phones. And, and so that's kind of a nice little treat. But for me, it's just important to just let people know if you appreciate them. Um, yeah. And sometimes it's smart. I mean, like Pooch said something on a, on a podcast three years ago that the other day I was just doing a job and I thought of what he said. And so I'm just like, Hey man, you know, I was just thinking about what you said and I thought that was cool. You know, send him a text. Like, so just, I, it doesn't have to be a grand gesture. It doesn't have to be a bouquet of roses or whatever, but I think, being proactive and taking initiative to communicate to people who we care about that we care about them. That's, that's what I'm sure. talking about here. And yeah. I think for me, like part of it is, you know, I asked whoever front of house a GM working for at the time, I uh, 10 times a day, like for Aaron to show with me. And I'd probably ask to do 10 times in a day. Like, he will tell you this, like, what do you need? Like, are you okay? Like just, just the general, like, Hey, anything I can do, what do you need? And just leave it alone. I'm like, good. No, you know, one time he's like, Hey, I need this. And you know, glad I checked. He's like, Oh, glad you asked, whatever. Right. I do it so much at work. There's not an excuse for me to not do it with the people I care about. Right. Wow. And it's, yeah. it's one text, right? Like it's literally part of my job. Like I am paid to help take care of people in addition to do, to doing everything else. Right. Like I often joke and say when I tech, like I'm a personal assistant who happens to know a bit about audio. Because my job is whatever you need, right? And so I have absolutely no excuse to do, not do that in the rest of my life because I clearly know how to do it. It's my job. Was that what, what made you realize that and decide that that was a thing? Because, I mean, you and I have talked about this yeah. a lot. And it's, you've kind of shifted environments from going from a shop environment to a touring environment where you're hopping around the country. And so like all of your loved ones and your family and everybody is in a different time zone now. So it's got harder for you. Right? Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm halfway around the world. Like that's like, it's great and it's fun and I love it. And I'm seeing new things and new places and hearing languages. I totally didn't even know existed. Just a lot <laughs> of things. But, um, so that's, that's been really fun, but it's definitely something that I realized like, you just have to be, it is exactly like how everyone says it is. You, you either do it or you don't. Like I was like, and you always want to think like, oh, I'll be better about it. Like I've always been good. Like I've, I've always been great about this and I am better than I thought I would be. And I'm still not great. Um, so knowing for me, like just the little adjustments go a long way is kind of the big thing. Right, knowing that, right, those those little texts mean more, and those responding when you can is okay. And just for me, I want I had to remind some people in my life, like, hey, you can text me when I'm working. Like, you can't like I'm just because I'm gone for eight weeks, seven weeks, however long it is, and you don't know what days I have shows because I barely know what days I have shows. That that doesn't matter, right? Like, text me, and I will get to it when I can. And if it's urgent, tell me, like, if you call me and I call and I hear from you once a year, I'm picking up my phone unless something's on fire in front of me, because that's the thing, right? Like, so I think some of it is letting people know that you can and will make yourself available 
but also saying that I'm here for you and I'm going to make myself available to you consciously yeah. and we're going to meet in the middle. Um, this is an area that I, I wanted to talk to Paul about and we will, when we get him on or, or others. Um, my, I think the crux for me on work life balance is the being present part, right? Mm-hmm. Um, that's, I know that's one of my primary issues. Um, you know, there's two sides to this, right? So let's just say on the daily basis of me being, you know, work at a corporate production company, um, the blessing and blessing and curse is that I live like three miles from my office in the morning. That's amazing. I can roll out of bed and get to work coming home. I have zero decompression time. And it is really hard to walk out of whatever the heck is going on on a day-to-day basis and actually mentally shut that down before I walk in the front door. Emails are still coming in. Teams messages are still coming in, whatever. And to be able to shut that off, um, I have a real hard time with that. So um, that's an area where I actively have to have a hard time with. Um, Second thing is... um, and then because I'm involved with the podcast and how we got loud at times and or whatever, like, and we have a very active discord community and Facebook group. Right. And so I'm like, I'm, you know, overstimulated with just kind of being active and all that. Right. I have to, I have to actively disengage from that at, at some point. That's, that's another level. The biggest thing, this is kind of the culmination of what happened last week. And this is something I want to contact Paul about is I know that I get, um, I don't know how to classify this, a, a certain level of um, uh, depression or whatever after doing um, a gig or an experience or a whatever you're like, for instance, so this was specifically related to Nam, right? Like those three days at Nam, um, I'm typically like a caffeine junkie, didn't need it, right? Like I rode the high of just like interacting with people, what we got to <laughs> do, and like, go, Where's and, I don't know where Chris is. He'll show up eventually. He's doing like and then I see and, 92 selfies that you took with people. I'm like, How right, are you doing this? <laughs> right. Like, I mean, like, I was like, I was just going, going, going. Like, it was amazing. Like, I would, I was up until almost, two in the morning every day hanging out with people i was up first thing in the morning it didn't matter the time zone thing didn't matter and then i came home and and this is the same thing as if like i were going to do a gig or whatever there's this crash this mental crash that happens afterwards like you you expend so much mental energy and 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 uh and you're you're riding the thrill of like getting to do audio and doing these things and all of a sudden i come home and it's back to like I'm back to reality from just the day to day of the work that I do, uh, uh, family things, financials, all those things culminate at once, right? And then the first day or two I'm home, I become a fucking terrible person to be around because my head is just now overbearing with i'm not stimulated like i was when i was out there i'm worried stressed about either financials work all these things and then my family gets the worst of me when i'm home and that was actually the crux of this my wife was like that's that's like that makes me feel like shit that you get to you go away um and i'm not upset that, that you get to go do these fun things but like i don't get the best of you when when you're home you know, Michael and Kyle, whoever, like, or who else, they got the best of you. I didn't get the best of you. And she's not wrong, right? Like, um, and that's not, um, that's not fair. And look, I, and I'm not saying the dad finger. I know, I know, I I, I know, I I get it. I get it. I see it. But I'm just, I'm sure other, I'm sure other people wrestle with this. And that's, that's where I'm at. So, Brent and I shout out to Brent. Brent talked about this. Washburn or who? He's yeah, yeah, yeah. awesome. Yep, yeah. the beardiest, yeah. the beardiest, of course. Yes, uh, another the, Canadian. The, yes, yeah. among my favorite humans, and he and I talked about this because we have we're kind of on a somewhat of a similar schedule right now. Like he's going to come back from Europe like just before I am. 
And we talked about these, like, it's like, cause I'm going to crash right at home. And I'm like, I'm anticipating it, right? Like I'm anticipating, like not getting to play with a massive PA every day for the first time in three months and not being happy about it. Like I give myself a solid week of just like, I want to go do it. I'm, I, I want to go back. And then I, and I think part of it is right. Like, you know, I chatted and we're like, so we're going to talk about it. Like if you need someone that just got back from tour, like find someone who's just done it, who's still in that headspace, who can, you guys can kind of talk about it and have someone who's in it with you. So that's kind of what we're going to try here very shortly. That's good. Um, That's what we're doing. And then for me, like, sorry to interject, but just like, for me, I have something I know turns my brain off. Like I will just go run around like an idiot. And even on off days, I do it where it's, if I need to decompress after a show or if, like yeah, you mean like like really physical activity, like exercise. Yeah, yeah. Like I literally go and run a couple miles. I just, I just people are like how far do you run? I was like, I don't know. I run till I get tired, and then and then I go back and I'm done. But you know, like I had a really stressful prep for this. Like I, we, as well as everyone else in the world, didn't have any gear. The gear we had wasn't right. Didn't get all of it. Walked in, wasn't done. Like it was a hot mess um not not really quite that bad but it was not my favorite experience and that to me was stressful because it's i'm halfway across the world for the first time i'm working with people i haven't really worked before i'm working with a company i haven't worked before and you know that was that was uncomfortable for a a brief period of time and i found myself like struggling to sleep between that and the time change and so I was like, I'm just going to tire myself out. I'm going to run. I'm going to put in my headphones. I'm going to do what I need to do. And that's going to, and that kind of forced me to speed up my decompression process and kind of forced me to kind of get out of my head a little bit. So I'm someone who I will just stay in my own head way too much. Like I just keep everything there all the time. I mean, unless I do that. It stays there. So as like a reframe, and this is a, this is actually a, like a, a part of my process. If you go into a venue and you're taking measurements of a system and you're working on the system, when you leave and you get back to your hotel room or you get back to your house or your office or whatever, and you look at that data again, you will see something in the data that you didn't see when you were doing the job. So I wonder if on a macro level, part of the thing that you can do to kind of ramp down a little bit is to come home and think back through all of your data and all of your work and examine that when you're like not in that moment. And there's some very valuable things that you can gather from that, that will make you better at your job. And so there is, there is a real purpose besides your mental health. There is a professional purpose to chilling out and, and revisiting that stuff in a, in a calm environment, I think. Yeah. And for me on this, I have a notebook that I stole from Michael (laughs) and I write down everything I would have done differently after every show. Like every, every mistake I make, I I keep a record of it. All right. Cause my rule is like, you get one. My, my rule for me is like, I get not spend, I don't have 10 years of experience on this. Right. So I'm, I'm allowed to make mistakes. I'm just, I don't want to make the same mistake twice. So I write them all down. So I, I can one, get it out of my head. I, and I make a list for everything I got to do tomorrow. I get packed night before, just reset physically, mentally. And then I will brain dump whatever I am trying to hold onto in my head to write it down, to get it out. And that, that includes data. That includes mistakes. That includes, this thing was weird future reference. If it happens again, these are possible causes, like just all of it. That way I don't feel like I'm trying to remember this excessive amount of information because I'm obsessing on it. For me, I'm different than both of you in those lights. I think for me, I, I, the, the dopamine hit that I get from doing shows events whatever that for me is probably the crash more than anything mm-hmm. um you know coming off of that uh on a on a science level as much as i understand how dopamine and all that stuff works 
Well, that's um, why you're not tired when you do a 14 hour day and then when the show's over you're exhausted all of a sudden that's right. exactly why um but I, for me I, I have a very i don't know if it's weird or not but like like there almost isn't a day that doesn't go by that i'm my mind isn't racing about the thrill of wanting to do events and it could be um and I mentioned this in, in one fifty eight of like, look, you know, uh, uh, yes, I'm twelve years removed from touring, but I legitimately miss it every day. So I literally have to live in this dichotomy of there is a portion of me who daily wants to be out there doing tours, and that is unfortunately, uh, f- um. You know, with my unhealthy consumption of social media, I love seeing our industry return, but like I'm constantly fed like all these things that people are doing, like, ah, I want to do that, I want to do that, I want to do that. Or I'm at home playing with my kids, and like my thing is like I'm playing the bass with my kids, and I like putting on um, live concerts, and I put on Rage Against the Machine or what tool or some other concert or whatever. And then it's like, and my mind just wanders, and I think like, oh, like, or anytime I'm listening to music, music my mind constantly drifts of like like i literally i i put myself in a venue like i'm actually at that show and i actually try to internalize this is probably all unhealthy i don't give a fuck uh maybe i do a little bit that's why we're talking about it but um but like i literally like i'm when i'm listening to music I'll put myself at the gig and think about the experience of what it would be like to actually be involved with it. Like that's how unhealthy or whatever I don't th- I, I my don't obsession think it's is. I, I think it's, I think it's your passion. I think the, but the point at which it it's problematic. Unhealthy. It's problematic yeah, because it, it distracts yes, it, yes. me mentally from being right. again, this is back to the root of the root of my personal issues. And I'm not saying for everyone else It's like my personal issues is being present because I can I can live in my own world, my own headspace, my whatever. Um, uh, so here's a yeah. question for you then. Obviously, there are a lot of demands on your time, right? Yes. I think the question both, is both not... Both family and work, both. Yeah, exactly. So, so, so I think the question is, how do you maximize the time that you do have set aside to spend with your family? And part of that maybe is phone jail. Right. Like just and maybe that's a conversation with your partner. Like, okay, we both recognize the constraints of my profession here and and what I have to do to to, you know. Bring income in or or whatever that is, but when I'm when I'm in the in family mode, what are some things that I can do to make it better? And that's that's just part of, I think, good communication that's going to have, you know, create a successful relationship, I, I think the willingness to recognize the issue is huge and to say, I think I can do better with this, but I, but I also think, you know, going to your loved ones and saying, well, what, what, what would make this better for you is a really important part of this. I also think, you know, looking at your life and like on a macro level and, you know, with your partner, with your family say, Hey, you know, what do you, what do you want this to look like? This is what I need this to look like and finding a way to kind of have those two worlds meet and sit comfortably together so that you don't necessarily feel like you're compromising everything all the time. Because I, I understand how difficult it can be to see people do what you want to do and to still be somewhat a part of it, but you're, you're sitting in a different chair now, right? You're, you're, you're still doing the thing but it's it looks different and it feels different and there's a certain detachment that comes from it like i for reasons we have talked about we haven't been to this before on the podcast but i was sidelined for a year like i i got to watch everybody else go back everybody i know go do the thing after covid and i I still couldn't do it and i i got to I had to learn how to deal with it because I, I did, I genuinely was at a point where I didn't think I was ever going to tour. And so I think you, you learn what you can accept and you learn what you need and you learn how to make them meet. And a lot of that is very, very personal and is looks different for everyone and changes on sometimes a daily basis. And that's just an ongoing conversation. I think that's part of it too, is 
what I wanted when I was 20 is not what I wanted when I was 25 is not what I wanted when I was 30. Like it's okay to go. I used to be really into this thing, but now I'm into this thing. And I think I want to do this. Um, but I think, I also think about Sam to sort of expand on what you're saying. When I was at Berkeley, John Mayer came to visit and obviously a lot of people wanted to ask him for advice. And one of the things he said was pro define success for yourself before you start. He says, otherwise you're never going to know when you get there and you're just going to be chasing it forever. And this is exactly where you end up. So I want to tour, you know, be on an arena tour. I want to work with this artist. I want to make X amount of dollars a year, whatever that goal is, define it. So you know what you're chasing and you know, when you can stop. And I think a lot of people just get into the pattern of the chase and the hustle, and there's not actually a goal on the horizon. Um, and I think that can that has a potential to be problematic. I think it can be addictive. And some of the best advice I've ever gotten is when you set that goal, build your support system before you need it. Because the goal may change or it may look different. And for me, like I was told very early on, like have a have a macro goal and then have a what you're doing right now. Right. So for me it's you know, maybe my goal is I, I just wanted just want to be a part of something bigger than I am. I, I want to be able to have a hundred thousand people experience what I'm experiencing at the same time. And I want to, I want to help make it happen. Like that's, that's my big one. And so then my little one is, okay, what, what am I doing today to facilitate that? So sometimes that is, I am reviewing a spec someone has sent me as a friend to say, Hey, does this make sense? I got to send this advance out. Right. And sometimes that is I'm tuning a PA at a festival. And sometimes that is, I'm not going to be the reason we're late to the venue. I'm going to get to lobby call early. Yeah. But here's the thing with that. If you're putting yourself in the mode of always chasing and always working towards this goal, I think you could run the risk of when you have a day off, you can run the risk of feeling like guilty that you're not working toward it or feeling like you're wasting your time. And I, I think you have to balance that because sometimes you just need to have a day off. Do you know I, what I mean? I Something think, you have to be able to turn the switch off is what I'm saying. Yeah. And I talked about this with a, with a friend, um, giving yourself space and permission to not know exactly what you want and to not always be chasing something because chasing something can mm. be addictive. And so giving yourself both space and permission to do what you need to do, feel what you need to feel. And then wake up the next day and say, this is where I'm at. And I'm working on that level of like self acceptance. Cause I think something that is probably the hardest part of this is saying, you know, even if what I want changes, even if what I'm working towards changes, like I love my job because I am chasing something I will never hit. Right. I am chasing perfection. And that's never going to happen. And I love it for that reason, but it's also something where I have to remind myself to breathe and take a step back and not obsess over it every single moment every single day because I probably would if I let myself because I love what I do we all do just letting yourself acknowledge that I think is such a large portion of it because you have to like who you are as a person you have to like the rest of your life at the end of the day life's meant to be enjoyed there's no sense in being miserable, especially if you can change it. I, I, it's kind of a, a lancing question, but I've asked a couple of friends who are, you know, I had a friend who really wanted this job and then finally got a job and another friend who really wanted to kind of go from regional to national and landed that. And another friend who really wanted to tour and they got the tour. And I said like, Hey, are you, are you happy? Because I don't think people, I don't think we ask ourselves that. So I was like, are, are you happy? Is this, this is what you said you wanted and now that you're doing it and like, did, did it work? So I think that gut check of, is this still what I want? 
is part of that because if 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 you if you're not satisfied there, then that's coming home with you, and that's going to cause problems at home. You know. For me, and like I said earlier, the dichotomy for me is I'm very happy in what I do now. There's there's still a part of me who legitimately can't let go of the fact that I want to be on tour. And this is, is, that, pers- is that a conversation this is, this that you can have with a partner, though? This is personal. Seems issues like it my, should be. This is personal issues with myself, right? Like I'm just saying, like, sure. um, like, uh, like I, I don't know that there'll ever be a day, short of not physically being able, that I won't throw uh, um, desire to go back to that. And here's the thing: sure, I, I, and this is not an egotistical thing. Guarantee, right now, I could raise my hand and be on tour tomorrow if I wanted to be. In it, you know, you, right, and, and not like I could just walk and do whatever. I, I don't mean like that. I'm just saying, like, sure, C- combine. Yeah, there with, are a ton of opportunities right well, now. Well, yeah, opportunities right now, and just relationships that I have. You know, at least some experience that I have, or whatever. Like, I, I could do that, regardless of whether it's financially the best thing for my family, regardless of whether it's experientially the best thing for my family in terms of of, of the capacity being home and all that. I, you know, so. um you know, and back to like the goal thing or what you're striving for, that's something like I've really wrestled with my whole time. Like I, I, I really remember early on in my time at MSI and I'm like, all right, you know, I want to be, you know, I want to be on tour, you know, I want to be like a modern engineer on tour. And I've, I remember getting there and be going, Hmm, now what, <laughs> you know, exactly. like, exactly. And, and, exactly. and 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 it's like okay, let's just let's just keep going for the bigger gig or the 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 whatever the whatever. And and here's the funny thing, and like and then I came to the corporate side, which was a uh, you know again, <laughs> uh, Kyle and I briefly talked about the fact that hey, there's a difference between you know life choices and career choices. And my move to corporate initially was a life choice uh, as opposed to a career choice. However, I still have a career and need to ad- advance that. Um, and you know, I was director of audio that role I was doing for 10 years and then COVID hit. Right. So like if it wasn't for COVID, I'd still be director of audio and the company would still be growing and that role would still be evolving. And like you know, people ask me, Hey, where do you want to be in five years? Like, well, for me at the time, for the longest time, it was like, well, I want to see the company grow and grow more branches. I'll get associate directors or whatever. Like we'll just grow the department. And like, that's, that's where my, vi- my tunnel vision, if you will, of like what the future looked like. Um, because I'm trying to balance of like making sure that I'm home for my family and all that stuff. Right. And then here I am being somewhat thrust into being an operations manager now. And it's like, well, what does five years look like from now? Is that VP? Is that whatever? Like, you know what I mean? Like, I, uh, um, and look, I, 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 for, for, I would say for most of my career, I've actually really wrestled with of, um, do I actually have goals or am I running after this um, time after time, short dopamine hit or just, am I just running with the love of doing audio in no matter what fashion I'm doing it, whether it's with a podcast, whether it's with actually doing shows, whether it's whatever, like, so I, um, I think that's where I really wrestle with being able to properly work with the ebb and flow of work life is that I'm, I'm constantly grabbing for all of these things, right? Like the concept of doing the history thing, right? There's a very, I have a very obsessive compulsive thing that like when I latch onto an idea and you all know this and by you, I mean, at least Michael and, and Sam and, and Kyle, like when I latch onto an idea, like I need to just run that idea into the ground. I can't, I can't let that just, Oh, let's just put that on the shelf for a little bit. We'll come back to it. No, 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 no. You know, like, nope, we need to run after this, run after this, run after this. Right. And so like, it's like how we got loud when I got into that thing, it's like, and there's been evidence of this in the past too, like non audio related things. When I got into doing ancestry work right before my grandfather passed. And then after he passed, I spent hours and hours and nights and nights and nights obsessively compulsing over doing this thing. Right. And I, and I latched onto that moment. Um, uh, I don't know where this is going, but that's, uh, it, this is me just thinking no, but, out loud but, in terms of who but, I yeah, am. But you and, know, and, you know this about yourself 
So I think that's, you have to start there and go, okay, well, how do I shape this or control this or manage this, knowing what I know about how my brain works to make sure I'm being fair to my, my partner and my family, you know, the, all of those things, because it really sucks as a partner when you feel like your partner, you know, their, their project is, feels more important than you. That's a shitty feeling. Or, hey, let me call you back in, in two minutes, right? And then it's six hours before you hear from them. That, the, those are things that we don't intend to do because we're dealing with so many things. But on the receiving end of that, it can really send a message that, hey, you're not a priority. And so that's what I'm talking about, like actively working against those things. And whether that's set a timer on your phone or a reminder or, you know, like Sam was saying, scheduling things like that. You've got to build that structure into your life to allow you to be that way and to dive into your projects and and to be passionate about that stuff, but still make sure that you're meeting your obligations to your your loved ones and stuff. And Chris, I'm I'm a little bit similar in that I when I decide I'm going to do something, like it's that's it, like 110 percent straight, run head first into the wall. This is what's happening. When I decide that's what's happening. Um, and for me, somebody asked me this and I just like, stop. They just asked me like, are you enjoying the life you're living? Like, and, and really what not in like a, are you happy? But like the way that you're structuring the day, the way that you're distributing your time, the way you're communicating with the people in your life, the, you know, the energy you're expending. Is it enjoyable? Like, and I, I don't mean the parts of your job you don't like. Because congratulations, we're all human. There are, I, I have my dream job. Love it. I wouldn't trade it for the world. There are still things I have to do that I go, man, that's a little inconvenient. I don't really want to walk all the way back to the stage to plug in the other mistake. <laughs> but I guess I have to because otherwise that's a high impede singer gap. Like, you know, so, but that being said, right, like looking at all the aspects of your life together, are you enjoying it? Are you enjoying the experience you're creating for yourself? The short answer is actually yes. And that's the problem. Right. And, 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 be, and then is this manageable long-term? Are you, are you enjoying it in a way that you're not going to hate it next week? I think that I live more in a space of, Yes, I enjoy it. And that's why I pursue all the things that I pursue. However, what I I know what I'm going to end up with is regret on where my priorities of what I was enjoying. Right? In other words, I love all the work things I do. I love the podcast. I love the the shows. I love all that all that, right? I 100% am going to regret my lack of communication and connectivity to my parents when they pass. I know it. I know it. I literally like, and that's what drives me nuts. This is just a personal issue is that I know it yet. It still doesn't drive me enough to call my mom more or my brothers and sisters, or even, I don't know the, my wife who lives in the same household that I'm in. Right? Like, so Again, these are just personal issues that I have, but I'm willing to bet many others deal with this, and not purely just because you're in this industry, but I think this industry uh, um, precludes itself or lends itself to these types of habitual traits. I could be wrong. Uh, I mean, there's a lot to unpack, and we're already, we already talked about this for an hour, um, and I'm, I'm sure everyone's either super depressed or, or has clicked over to Joe Rogan by now, but... Um, I, I think the framing for this is that I'm ho I hope that people are going to think about these things uh, and how they apply to themselves and not necessarily that our personal circumstances are of interest to anybody, but more about, Hey, are we, are we being cognizant about these things? Cause they're important. Are we thinking about priorities of our own life? Cause they're important. And, uh, you know, looking back on the things that I've done and screwed up, it's, I've clearly looked at some things that I need to do better at these things. And it's not, I need to do better at putting EQ filters in. That's not what I'm talking about. I need to do better at calling my mom. I need to do better at setting aside time for loved ones. I need to be better at 
communication with partners, those types of things, right? So, um, so hopefully this is the beginning of a dialogue that will go from there. Um, and I, I think we should probably leave it right around there. I think there's a lot of food for thought. It's like nine in the morning for Sam. She's been up all night. She looks like she's ready to pass out. So it's 5 a.m. She's 5 a.m. So um, thanks to anybody who made it this far. Uh, what was I laughing at? Stigma. Stigma. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I, I just, you know, as, 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 as Matt was saying last episode, this is, these are things that I think uh, will all be better if we spend a little time thinking about them. So I think, I think, I think we're going to leave it there. And we'll talk to everybody next week.